2: and welcome to paratruth radio right here on blog talk radio my name is justin and i'm eric and uh, i just want to give you guys a few pointers as where to find us if you don't know already uh we are on facebook if you want to like us on facebook it's just facebook.com slash radio you can also follow us on twitter twitter.com forward radio Uh, If you're listening right now, you can join us in our chat room. Uh, Both me and Eric are in there right now, as well as a couple other people. Mm -hmm. And um, we also have our call in line, which is 914-205-5558. And uh, today we are continuing our talk on... aliens. That's right. UFOs and aliens, um, specifically UFOs and alien abductions, just because kind of going hand in hand, a lot of people that have had UFO sightings also have said that they were abducted. And um, Eric has kind of touched a little bit on the alien abductions within Christian Beliefs as well last show, but we'll get way more into that this uh this coming show after our first break here, but we wanted to touch base on alien abduction theory. So <laughs> what did you come over with, uh, all the different info that you went through? Well,
0: <clears throat> I mean, obviously we all know what alien abductions are, you know? Right. Um, what, what's, Interesting is that about the time that these alien abductions occur, rarely do we ever see a case of aliens coming and abducting someone in the middle of the day. True. Very rare. In fact, I, I mean, I personally haven't found any information. I'm sure there's some out there. Um, but the majority of all alien abductions happen at night. And it's typically when the person who's being abducted is sleeping. Typically. There's rare occasions where people have been abducted from their trucks or vehicles, but again, it's always been when they're driving at night uh, on some, you know, random out-in-the-woods type of road where nobody's around. Um, Obviously, the typical abduction is that I've seen are giant gray creatures standing six, seven feet tall. You know, size kind of varies depending on who uh, you talk with or who you encounter. Uh, Probably the most common, obviously, is people getting going into this this room that's almost bright white. They can't really see much except for the shadows or uh, distorted images of so-called aliens or people standing around them yeah. and apparently being experimented on or operated on. Um, and depending on the story, depending on what you read or what shows you watch, because we all know there's a ton of UFO shows on television these days yep. uh, and abduction stories. Um, most people claim to be able to or claim to know exactly what was done to them and claim that when they come to, back in their bed or they wake up or whatever, they tend to have markings of some sort that prove or disprove, you know, what happened. Yeah. And which is interesting because I've noticed that, especially on the television, you know, a lot of people uh, that I've seen – sharing their encounter story claims to have some kind of scars or this or that on their bodies, but never once during the episodes do they ever show these scars.
2: Yeah. Or the, where they put these quote unquote implants.
0: Right. You know, so again, it's all a lot of this is just by word of mouth, you know, and we're either to take it and believe it or throw it out. Um, Cause there's I no one's seen w- a couple where they show
2: a quote unquote implant, but could have been done by that person. The the way that it's shaped, it could have been just put under their skin by them if they have any type of um, medical background or any type of knowledge like that.
0: Yeah, and we know that that's really being done, you know, in society. You know, there there are now computer chips that are medically implanted in people uh, as a tracking device or to uh, track blood sugar and this and that for diabetes and whatnot. Um, So it's very possible that it, there's a really good reason that they have these implants um, for medical reasons done by humans but for whatever reason they put it off on alien uh, encounters
2: <clears throat> I see in all the cases that I read about all of them are supposedly telling the truth uh, Professor Johnny Mack said that it, the most commonality that he could find was more post traumatic stress rather than any type of mental disorder and i don't know i don't know how much of that i believe or not because there are people that do lie about it to get attention and there are people that maybe are having some type of psychosis which makes them believe that they're they've been abducted but i don't know how many of them are actually really believing that or just making stuff up. Right. So, but, um, yeah, that's one of the most commonalities that I know of too, that it's always abducted at night, usually from their rooms or from a vehicle. Usually if they're in the vehicle, it's after seeing a UFO for the most part. Um, and as you said, there's never, any documented uh or photographic evidence of any type of implants or markings that would suggest they were somehow operated on right right so so trying to think all the information
0: that we read. there's a ton of information out there you know it's it's interesting because just for everyone out there listening Just the information that we give you is kind of the top layer of the information that's really out there. Yeah. Um, And, of course, we can only withhold so much in our minds, you know, when we're doing this. And, and honestly, I mean, we would have to go back to two hour shows like we did in the beginning to really give, you know, 100% of every bit of detail or information we can.
2: Um, Well, hence why we did two episodes for this particular subject. Right,
0: right. And, and on that note, just before we move on, because um, I just thought about it, if anyone out there has any questions regarding this information, regarding anything we talk about uh, from here and on into the future, feel free to email us or hit us in the chat room or call us up during the show or whatever. Um, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, and we will do our best to answer those questions for you. Um, or if there you think there's something important that we missed and you think it should be added, let us know that, too. And we always... We've had that in the past, and we've covered it in the following show, whether it was based on the same topic or not.
2: Yeah, I do encourage everybody to voice your opinions, whether that's in our chat room, on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page. I forgot to mention the email address, which is paratruthradio at gmail.com. I encourage you guys to call and give your opinions because just because we're giving ours does not mean that what we're telling you is the truth because honestly – Paranormal investigations and paranormal and whatever you want to call it, um, cases, there's no 100% 100%, uh, truth out there as far as we know. We're just giving our opinions and our beliefs as to what is happening and what's going on. So I do encourage everybody to jump in our chat room, tell us your opinions, or call us. The number is 914-205-5558 and we would gladly hash everything out with you as far as what you believe, because I honestly can say I have no idea what is actually happening through these different things. I just know
0: what I believe. Um, Let's discuss some similarities uh, between stories, or alien abduction stories. Yep. Uh, Some of the stuff we've already covered in regards to Uh, The abductions being at night or people getting these implants and stuff like that. Um, But during the actual abduction itself, a lot of people claim, as you and I spoke before the show, uh, to have paralysis where they cannot move. Um, They're able to feel things, able to see things, but they're unable to move their limbs. And, uh, you know, that's happened to me once a long time ago, like, like a long time ago. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I don't
2: know, like five, six years ago. Uh, Finding your faith again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I was just laying in bed, and there comes to a point where and sometimes like, you'll wake up, and you could see things, and you can feel things around you, but you can't move or anything. And it's kind of an odd feeling, if you've ever had that. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who have felt that. Um, well, it's kind the of
2: thing a thing that my roommate actually pointed out to me um, is when you go to sleep, your brain basically... Put you in a paralysis state, and like I have dreams where I'm falling, and I jump, and I wake myself up. And he says mm-hmm. that's because your body or your brain's trying to shut your body down, but you're it's still awake a little bit to the point where you're waking back up, and that's why you jump.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It does happen when you sleep, and most people probably don't know that.
0: So you, you you mean to tell me that the whole belief that because we were monkeys once and we used to fall out of trees. That's not just us remembering what life used
2: to be? As far as what he said, you know. That's just one of
0: the stupidest things I've ever heard about the whole monkey
1: thing.
2: I believe one time or another, there's always been some type of humanity, regardless if we were de-evolved to the point where we might as well have been monkeys, but we were ever monkeys.
0: I don't think we've ever been that (laughs) devolved. No, regardless of what science says, uh, that's a whole different topic, folks. And I've got books upon books with that information. (laughs) Um, So I'll fight you with that.
2: At some point or another (laughs) theory of evolution.
0: Um, But anyway, yeah, so uh, paralysis is one of the big things with alien abductions. Um, People can not be able to move when they're uh, being experimented on. Uh, Many have the idea of moving and try to, but are incapable of. Uh, And I think a lot of times people claim that these aliens uh, should, you know, hit them with some kind of needle, you know, or some kind of elixir or some sort that prevents them from being able to move. And, you know, it's questionable. And we have to wonder what's interesting is since these people are sleeping and then they're abducted and then they wake up in their bed again, what's reality yeah. And what's a dream, you know? Could it all just be a dream and people are just claiming that they're really being abducted.
2: They don't know, you know, one way or the other. I've or had is there kind of truth where it good. feels real. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: I agree. Yeah. It it's hard for some people to differentiate and especially like I said, not necessarily that they are psychotic or anything like that, but it may be a mental disorder that they can't differentiate fantasy mm-hmm. and reality.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's one of those things that you have to really delve deep into th- this particular subject in particular. So,
0: Oh yeah. And you have to wonder like how many people All right, here's the big thing you remember. For those of you uh, who are just tuning into us or, or hearing us for the first time just these past couple weeks, you didn't hear any of our stuff years ago. Um, I have a story about how I got into the paranormal stuff, yep. um, and it's in regards to demonic activity. And um, <clears throat> um, and basically, the things that I witnessed in regards to demons in my life uh, were brought on when I started doing more research on demons. And the deeper I got into demonology, the more I was affected by, you know, demonology and demonic influences and so on and so forth so i have to question when it comes to alien abductions how many of these people being abducted have researched aliens or alien abductions in the past and how much research did they put in you know how many hours upon hours did they study uh is there anyone who just randomly you know haven't even thought of aliens in life or abducted maybe you know i don't know um but I'm guessing that a majority of people who claim to have been abducted have researched alien abductions in the past or some kind of uh you know, something regarding aliens. And I just question like that's just another thing that kinda gets me questioning as to what's real and what is it just all in their mind or
2: well, something else. That kind of touches on a subject that I believe too, that what we think can become reality if we're thinking about it enough or we believe in it enough. The mm-hmm. mind has so many huge potentials that I don't think we have even tapped the, the human existence as we could have.
1: Right.
2: Um, I think that's a good spot to kind of take our first break and uh, start jumping into the next part of the show, which I really would like to talk to Eric about because I haven't really research too much into it um so we're going to have eric's random fact of the day which sounds like a great one today and uh a little bit of music and we'll be back in just a few minutes
3: now eric's random fact of the day
0: well it's that time of year again the sun is out the weather is warm and people are hitting the beach in an effort to get the best suntan of their lives. Unfortunately, many people believe it's okay to get a suntan, as long as you don't burn. However, according to Martin Weinstock, an MD and chairman of the American Cancer Society, he says the more sun you get, the more likely you are to develop certain skin cancers. He also continues by saying that any tan indicates damage to your skin, which means that even the lightest bit of sun and tanning could result in cancer. Another modern misconception is that it is okay to skip the sunblock as long as it's cloudy outside. In an article published by CNN.com, according to the Skin Cancer Foundation, up to 80% of the sun's UV rays can pass through clouds. This is the reason people often end up with serious sunburns on overcast days if they spent time outside with no sun protection. Even in the winter months, you need to beware aware. Snow can reflect at the 80% of UV rays, increasing exposure. And this is especially true if your family's on a ski vacation, because the higher your altitude, the greater your UV exposure.
2: For those of you that are just tuning in, we are Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin.
1: And I'm Eric.
2: And uh, that was Lazarus Insurrected by Black Ether. Uh, If you guys want to get a hold of Black Ether or find more of their music, you can find them on Reverb Nation, Spotify, Facebook, MySpace, Bandcamp, and Made Loud. Um, And you can always contact us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio. Twitter.com forward slash paratruthradio, paratruthradio at gmail.com. You can also hop in our chat while we're live, as well as our call-in number, which is 914-205-5558. And uh, we are continuing our discussion on (laughs) UFO and Alien Abductions. And uh, Eric has some more info for us uh, with in regards to uh, commonalities and a little bit more on the subject as he's done research on. So why don't we go with that there, Eric?
0: Right. Well, <clears throat> one of the things that you may notice, everyone who who's done any type of alien research, and I'm sure anyone listening, listening to the show, has done some sort of research in regards to extraterrestrial life, because let's, let's face it the thought of us being alone on Earth, it's kind of tough to to handle or believe, you know? I mean, the, the, the universe is so vast, we naturally want to believe that something else exists out there. Yeah. Um, in regards to that, uh, you'll notice that a lot of the stories that we see, people are either being lifted up, kind of hovering over their bed. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, there's a bright white light, Everything is kind of, you know, distorted. You can see through these aliens at times, or certain objects. Uh, you know, it's it's weird, but it almost has a sense of spirituality to it. You um, know, it, it almost seems that there's something just simply more spiritual than physical to it. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed that, Justin, at all in your your research or anything you've read, but that I find very interesting. Because of my personal beliefs in regards to aliens. Well, it
2: almost sounds a little bit like people explaining out-of-body experiences. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <clears throat> so, I mean, in a sense, yeah, I I guess I can understand how it would almost feel like a, a spiritual experience to those people, but at the same time probably scares them quite a bit too.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Another uh, similarity that I found Within a lot of alien abduction stories Is the time in which they wake up During these abductions Uh, Now mind you, no one ever sees the clock When they're actually abducted But they do see it when they're returned Safely, per se To their bedroom Or on their bed And when they wake up, you're usually looking at a time Between 2.30 and 3.30 a.m. Pretty much every single encounter That I've ever read about About has happened around the 2.30 and 3.30 a.m. mark, um, which, again, is very interesting, because why are these aliens, if they are real, why are they coming at that particular hour, you know, or in between that hour? Yeah. Um, and, again, that goes into more of my own personal beliefs, which I don't know if you want me to get into that now, Justin, or if you have something more to add.
2: Um, We can start getting into it, um, because I actually kind of have a similar belief as far as, Where you're going with it, which is most people that are tormented by demonic spirits or bad spirits, whatever you want to call them, it's usually around 3.33 in the morning
1: Mm -hmm.
2: that they finally see or look
0: at the clock, anyways.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, I know a lot of you out there just heard that that particular phrase, uh, demonic entities or demonic activity, and you're probably thinking, why the heck are you putting... Demons in the place of aliens. You know why? Why are we comparing the two? Uh, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people out there too are thinking, well, you know, Eric's a Christian, and Christians always say, well, it's always demons or it's always the devil and this and that. Which let me tell you now is is not true. That's what media portrays, and it's false. <laughs> but there is some truth behind it. And in regards to my belief, yes, I do believe that extraterrestrials, the aliens that we see in the sky, or some of us see, uh, that come down in their little metal spaceships are actually demonic in nature and not really these beings or like humanoids as we know them, Uh, but they're actually more of a spiritual being instead. Um, Now I'm not gonna discuss the UFOs in particular because that's something different, which I still have another view on in regards to what UFOs are. But in regards to uh, alien reduction theory, demonic oppression and or affliction is very, 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 very similar in nature. And when you balance the two, that is demonic affliction and alien abductions, you do see a lot of similarity between the two. Almost, it's almost too kind, like the two are almost too similar. Um, Which really has me questioning whether or not they are one and the same thing. And just to kind of give you an idea of the similarities. I mean, the first thing is a 3.30 a.m. thing. Yeah. A majority of every single demonic encounter that you ever read up on or have witnessed yourself even has happened around 3 a.m. mark.
2: Yeah.
0: Why? Well, there's a number of different theories about that. Uh, one of the mainstream theories is that Jesus Christ died at 3 p.m. on Friday, and therefore the complete opposite of 3 p.m. would be 3 a.m. Yep. And in regards to Satan... And God, demons, and so on, and angels, and so on, and so forth. They're always doing uh, things that are opposite of Christ and opposite of God. Uh, whatever God deems good, whatever uh, it is uh, effect God has had at a certain time, demons go out of their way to do the complete opposite. And, that's, and you see that in the Antichrist as well in the Book of Revelations, where he appears similar to Christ in a sense, but he does things completely backwards. Yeah. Um, <clears throat>
2: Well, the 333 thing is also supposed to be the mock of the Holy Trinity, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, now, here's a few things in regards to the similarities be, beside the 3 a.m. thing. Um, so, we noticed that demonic activity and alien abductions happen around 3 a.m. We just covered that. Yep. Alien encounters and demonic encounters, we also see a sense of abduction. Uh We have, obviously, the alien abductions we just talked about. We also have demonic abductions where people who have been, uh, who claim to have been affected or inflicted by demons have, in a sense, been abducted, in which they've been taken to another place that is not of their, you know, their room or wherever they were. Um, It's a completely different area, a completely different world, a different building, whatever. Um, Another one is periods of unconsciousness. There's times in uh, the alien abduction theory where people claim to have been awake for a certain amount of time and they fall asleep and then they wake up again. They're still with the aliens and they fall asleep and then they wake up again and they're in their bed. And we see the same thing with demonic encounters as well. Um, there's a lot of in and out state. You know, you come to, you're out of it, you come to, so on and so forth. Uh, a third one is that both aliens and demonic uh, presence appear in human forms at times. And this is actually kind of rare when it comes to aliens, because aliens always appear more or less as the greys. Yeah. You know, which is what I've noticed. Um, well,
2: but well, go on. One of the commonalities that I'm seeing as we're talking is, we last show we talked about the greys and the reptilians, and any alien abduction theory or uh, story has always been about the ones that look like the grays, never the ones that look reptilian. And they, mm-hmm.
0: right, right. Um, and there's a number of other ones too. I'm just going to go through a little list here. And this particular list, you can find it uh, pretty much anywhere if you look online. But this one's been in, in a. Uh, I found, I should say, in an article that was posted by Reverend Daniel R. Jennings, who um, has a master's degree. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, has a master's degree in the pastoral arts, mm-hmm. and he has done his own research in alien abductions and demonic afflictions. And so this is just a list that he gives. Um, and again, you find a similar list uh, with, uh, that David Rufino has. Um, he's a guy who wrote a book called Unholy Community, which anyone listening in, if you tune in, I believe you said July 13th, right, Justin? That's Yep, that's uh, having him uh, on our show. We'll talk about him a little bit later in the show, but he's someone you're going to want to tune in and listen to because it's pretty interesting. Um, but anyway, so Daniel here, uh, Reverend Daniel, he says that the, these are the similarities between demonic encounter and alien encounters. You have the abduction, periods of unconsciousness, appearing in human form, communicating mentally, which that one, it depends because a demon can't read our minds. Satan cannot read our minds. Um, so that one I'm a little iffy on in regards to similarities. Um, another similarity is levitation. Uh, the person being abducted goes into trances. Uh, sometimes they're endowed with special powers. Um, and and I don't know if those special powers are necessarily when they come to and are back here on this earth, you know, wide awake. I think I've heard of them having powers on aboard the ship per se. Um, and that's something I've just read up on here and there, so it's very rare. Uh, another big one that's common is the person becomes a channel or a mouthpiece for the entity. Um, we, we've seen in a number of demonic encounters and cases that they talk through people, uh, they, they through especially in possession. Um, and you've seen that you've seen it in a number of different movies, obviously. Yeah. Um, but as you and I were talking about, Justin, the fourth kind is a big one.
2: Well, yeah, that's one of the ones that makes you kind of wonder, like, at least, I don't know if aliens are really abducting humans, but the ones that were shown on the fourth kind, which was based on a true story, the the way that they were portrayed when, uh, when these aliens were around, these aliens were talking through humans in Sumerian, sometimes other dead languages, which almost... Sounds more like demonic possession other than alien influence or alien abduction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which brings me to, and this is just a quick side note here. If aliens are as advanced as people claim they are, why would they need to channel through people? You would think that they'd know how to talk and found another way to talk, you know, yeah. um, in an easier sense, other than taking possession of somebody. Um, just a few more similarities here between demonic encounters and alien encounters one is another one is physical suffering um we've already covered that a bit another one is uh well basically raping or sexual molesting we hear this from probing for example that aliens tend to do uh demons there's been encounters where the same things happen with demonic encounters um and another big one which is very interesting is certain smells that are accompanied with both demonic encounters and alien encounters. And this one in particular is the smell of sulfur. Um, And if anyone knows what sulfur smells like, it's pretty much like a rotten eggs type of scent. Um, But the fact that both demons and aliens would give this similar scent whenever they're around just has me wondering, you know, how are they very different? Because they're not, you know, they don't seem very different at all. Uh, There's a lot of similarities between these two. And that's just a few that, that's just tw- uh, twelve similarities, and there's many more if you actually sit down and do the research and look between the demonic possessions and afflictions and oppressions and of course, the alien encounters, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, the one thing that I find very, 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 very interesting is that there are a number of Christians out there, pastors in particular who submit their life's work to understanding and pursuing uh, this alien theory, if you will. Okay. Um, And throughout their research, different cases of people being abducted and trying to learn, you know, who are these aliens, what are they about, so on and so forth, they have all come to the conclusion, more or less, that these aliens are indeed demonic entities. And one of the things that we learn... You see this in the Bible, is if we were to uh, call on the name of Jesus Christ when we're afflicted by a demon or encountered a demon, that demon would have no choice but to submit to Christ's name. And we see it over and over and over again when the disciples are casting out demons, the apostles are casting out demons, Jesus is casting out demons, and it's always in the name of the Lord. Um, And those demons never, ever leave or I mean, I'm sorry, they never stay. They're always sent away. They always obey. They always run away. Uh, And this is very similar in these alien abductions. Um, David Rufino, as I just mentioned, he's one of them. Another person who actually also worked on on the book on Holy Communion with David Rufino, his name is Joe Jordan. Uh, Both of them are UFO researchers and Christians. Um, And they have found through their cases cases in which they studied people who were abducted by aliens, that after they turn to Christ, they learn who Jesus really is, uh, they're baptized and truly believe, they can then call on Jesus, ask for his help, and within a matter of days, that alien abduction stops completely for those people, for those particular uh, cases, which is very interesting because I don't know about you but if I told you Justin for example and this is just an example you're doing something that you wanted to do and I said in the name of Jesus stop there's a good chance that you wouldn't listen to me there's a good chance that anyone especially who isn't Christian would listen to me Um, so why would aliens obey such a command demons have to if aliens are real and they're truly extraterrestrial beings and there's no reason they should have to uh, obey such a command. And yet we find in a number, and not just several, I mean, i about a couple hundred uh, cases in which they do obey the name of Christ and they cease all communication with humans.
2: Well, through the alien abduction part of it, yes, I can honestly believe that aliens are not talking through humans by any means necessary. Um, but my own personal beliefs being that there are extraterrestrials out there, even if they're not advanced like we believe they are. Um, I don't know, as far as that part's concerned, like, if we came across extraterrestrials, if we said, in the name of the Lord, don't come back, if they would listen to us or not. But as far as the alien abductions and it sounding more like demonic possession, yes, I can honestly believe that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that Shelley just said to me is her dad uh, had a thought, which is a- aliens would talk to a human as the brain works 45 megacycles. And they could use a radio transmitter to talk to one or more than one at a time, one or more person, which as far as talking to us, I could say yes. But talking through us, I don't think that extraterrestrials have the- that ability whatsoever, even if they are visiting our planet or not. Mm-hmm. So I, I I agree with you as far as the demo, demonic possession and alien induction part. It sounds more like demonic possession or, or oppression over an extraterrestrial taking over your body.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, I think we'll take our last break here, folks. Uh, we're getting close to the end and we have some more information for you. So uh, we'll take a quick break Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds.
3: We hope you'll come and listen. And as always, happy eating. reading. All
2: right, folks. Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. Uh, we all are... Already are close to the end of the show, but we do have a caller, so I want to get him on air, even though I know who it already is, but we'll get him on anyways. Welcome to Paratruth Radio.
3: Hello. I wanted to add a few things. I was listening to you guys, and I thought it was very interesting. But when you're talking about the demonic presence and the aliens, I was thinking, well, one thing I've heard about demons is that they can cause you to hallucinate your worst fear. So, it could be something like the demonic presence having them hallucinate, you know, their fears.
2: That's a very good point, Cameron. Yeah. Uh for those of you that don't know who this is, this is Cameron. He's my pseudo stepson, I guess you could call him. <laughs> and uh probably one of the most brilliant minds I've ever talked to as far as uh, talking to someone that's much younger than me. What what are your
0: thoughts on that, Eric? Uh, well, Cameron, I completely agree. Um, there's been a number of uh, case studies in which dem- uh, demons have been able to, to manifest themselves as werewolves or giant spiders or uh, things that would just typically get under your skin. Um, <clears throat> some believe that black dogs, for example, uh, or hellhounds aren't necessarily really dogs, per se, but they're demons portraying dogs. Really big, frightening dogs, you know? Uh, And in theory, and in uh, studies that we've seen, uh, a lot of these black dogs are capable of tearing people to shreds. And one main theory is that if you see one three times, you die, which obviously there's, there's no information proving or disproving that. But the fact that demons can manipulate their surroundings, to pair something else, is absolutely plausible. Uh, the Bible says that Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. And so it is no wonder that his servants also do the same, um, or masquerade as servants of righteousness in this case. And, and so it's to believe that it's Satan, who, mind you, is the darkest creature in existence, is capable to is capable of presenting himself as one of the most beautiful creatures ever created, then it's very possible he can manipulate himself to be anything. He's also been uh, changed into a snake in the Garden of Eden in the Book of Genesis, so they definitely have that ability.
1: Yeah,
3: I totally agree. There, yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, the Garden of Eden, where the snake. Not to mention, you know. For example, I heard a story about a woman with a baby, and the demon manipulated her surroundings and made her hallucinate with blood all over the walls, and the baby wasn't there and she freaked out and started crying, but the hallucination stopped, and the baby was there so yeah, I believe I totally agree with you that it is possible, and I agree with everything else you were saying, and I appreciate for you guys having me. All
1: well, right.
2: thank you. thanks for being on, dude. I will talk to you later, okay.
3: All
2: right. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was a treat because we haven't had a caller yet. So. <laughs> and for him to have that opinion is definitely a a good thing on his part because he's been kind of iffy about a lot of things. So I'm I'm really impressed that he's a little knowledgeable in that sense as well. All right, folks, um, we're getting close to the end. Um, If you guys have any last thoughts, as Cameron did, you can call in at 914-205-5558. You can also hop in our chat room uh, here while we're live. If you guys ever have any other questions for us or if you have a show idea, if you have a guest you would like to hear on the show, you can hit us at uh, facebook.com forward slash parasite rate or Parasite. I'm sorry. Wow, really? That was the old. Really, man? (laughs) Paratruth Radio and twitter.com forward slash Radio, And you can also shoot us an email at paratruthradio at gmail.com.
0: So basically, you can find us
2: if you wanted to. And on Blog Talk Radio, I'm really impressed that you can already search us and find us on. And Cameron's calling back again, so let's grab his (laughs) more time. And he's gone. All okay. right. So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
2: uh wrap it up here, uh Cam or Cameron. Jeez, I'm getting all mixed up now. So. Yeah, you know what, how about I
0: just take over the last <laughs> name, Mr.
2: Eric wants to touch a little bit on Unholy Communion by uh David uh, I'm sorry, what's his last name? Rufino.
0: David Rufino. <clears throat> yeah. Uh well, ladies and gentlemen, David Rufino, he's going to appear on the show july thirteenth. It's an episode that I probably won't be able to be a part of very sadly, because um, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Um,
0: and we can probably have him on again at some point. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, but his book, it's an extensive book. Uh, he's one of the guys I was just talking about uh, toward the middle of the show. Uh, he is a Christian. He does have a degree um, in religion. And he has been studying alien abductions for many years now. And in his book, he describes a number of similarities between demonic uh, presence and alien presence. Um, and he kind of goes through, you know, the differences, the you know, very subtle differences. And as I said, the similarities. But one of the big things that he touches base on are his cases that he's worked on. And these cases are uh, in regards to people who claim to have been alien, uh, have been abducted by aliens. And for years, some of them for many years since they were children, uh, have suffered and have never found a way out of the oppression, if you will, um, until they came to him. And, of course, he goes through a number of different uh, uh, things to test a person to see whether or not it's truly a demonic uh, presence that's affecting him or if it's something mental or so on and so forth. So there is a a sense of medical, you know, where he looks into medically about these people. Um, But one of the main things is that he is able to show all these people, as I mentioned earlier, that the name of Jesus Christ is powerful enough to stop alien abductions. Well, uh,
2: and is people going through alien abductions all the time, the ones that he talked to, or is it they were abducted and are just constantly in fear of it? Uh, these are people who
0: are currently abducted. Okay. Uh, so, you know, some of them on a daily basis, some of them once every couple weeks, every couple months, uh, so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, um you no know, what's really important is when you read this book, you, you'll notice the fine line, especially in one of his cases, and I'll just talk about it real quick here, uh, where he – I can't remember the names of everyone. Again, it's in his book. He, uh, Justin, you can ask him when he's on. Uh, in fact, I, I'm telling you to ask him when he's on because it's a good story. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there, there's a case uh, with a woman that he worked with who he told – to Call in the name of Christ and explain to her who Christ was, and she did that one night she was abducted, and she said, in the name of Christ, I command you to leave. Well, guess what? The aliens didn't leave um, later, when they were talking, he asked her, and she told him this story, and he said, well, you know what do you who do you think Jesus is? And she said, Well, he's a prophet, he's a man who God sent here.' to tell us things and to teach us the ways, you know, and, um, he said, well, that's, that's good and all, but that's not the full truth. In order for the name of Christ to truly work, and mind you, his name is more than powerful enough, um, you have to truly believe that he is God himself, because that's what the Bible teaches us. Jesus Christ is God in flesh, and once you have that knowledge, his name becomes more powerful than you can possibly imagine, And so later on, she came to the abduction again, and she used his name once again, in the name of Christ, Leave, And this time she had her heart set right and knew who he was, and sure enough, her abduction ceased immediately. And from what I understand, and I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, but uh, that particular uh, abduction has never come back. So there are a number of different cases that he goes through, and there's also in the book – some cases in which, I think it's this book. I get some of my books confused, people.
1: Um,
0: yeah, that there's... Sorry for the pause there, but I'm thinking, and I am thinking of another book, so I'm not going to say what I was about to say. But, yeah, but um, it is a very interesting book. It's definitely a heck of a read. Um, there's a ton of information in regards to why demons and aliens are one and the same And just the case studies alone are more than enough proof to really get your mind thinking about it, you know, and and questioning what we really should believe in at this moment. Uh, So, you know, he's a great guy. David Rufino uh, wrote a book on Holy Communion. Again, he will be on July 13th. He'll be right here on uh, Blog Talk Radio and, of course, Paratruth Radio uh, at 8 p.m. So definitely tune into that. I mean, if I can't be on the show, I'm going to try my best to tune in at some point and listen, Uh, but I'll be in Los Angeles, so unfortunately, we'll see, we'll see. Well, and
2: I think Karen uh, brought up a good point about how most demonic uh, encounters a lot of times start out with this particular being – looking or making you believe that it is something completely different than what it is.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, their whole mind game is to deceive you and uh, they're, they've had thousands upon thousands of years of practice. So they're definitely capable. Yeah.
2: All right, folks, we're getting close to the end here. Um, if you guys ever have any questions outside of the show, again, please feel free to uh, email us at paratruthradio at gmail.com. Uh, at facebook dot com forward slash paratrooth radio um and also twitter dot com forward slash paratruth radio and as always we always have our chat line and our guest call in open every show uh so uh definitely give us your opinions we would love to hear from you. Me and Eric can debate back and forth till we're blue in the face, but we always have the utmost respect for each other's opinions and we will also have the same for yours as well. So definitely would love to hear your thoughts. Um, On that note, um, we're going to wrap it up here. My name's Justin.
0: And I'm Eric.
2: And we are Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace.